Sugarman rented out a whole barbecue joint right next to the stadium. Everyone got food and beer, and he was, like, eating alone. Mike and I went up to him, and we asked, we asked him uh, how he would feel, how he was feeling about the game. And he looked at us dead in the eyes. He's like, well, we're going to drink their blood tonight. And then we got cream. <laughs> <laughs> guys it's the doopy brothers podcast here presented by the brotherly game it's me aj with uh it's me luke it's uh december 4th we're in december this is episode number 44 uh number 44 has actually been worn by people so it's been a while since we've had a jersey number to give a shout out to currently our guy ben of is wearing it yeah so uh yeah we're hoping for big things from him next year possibly joining the first team um, right now, crushing it in the with Bethlehem Steel as a center back, and then famously warm before him was Danny, Danny Cruz, fan favorite, fan favorite, sweaty Danny guy. Cruz. He's he's still sweaty from wearing it. <laughs> Every number forty four jersey is still wet with his sweat. <laughs> um, and right now he's he's a coach with John Hackworth in Louisville, so in USL, and they did not win USL championship. They no, came, they, they, just, the they made it to the final, yep. came in second. So. I think Hopano's on that team too. Yeah, Hopano, Hackworth, Prus. Um, they got they got a little bit of a squad. And I feel like one of their keepers was once with the Union. Oh, I think wait, Corbin Bone may have just went there too. Yeah, I think you're right. Man, look at that team. Look at that, the Bone saw. <laughs> um, so, uh, gosh, another Doopy Brothers episode. Um, this one's a Wednesday night. We're actually, it's been a while since we've recorded since uh, Thanksgiving, so hope everyone's had a good Thanksgiving. We're going to be recording again in just a couple days with um, a lot of our friends from the Brotherly Game. There's going to be a little Brotherly Game get-together um, put on by Matt, so thanks, Matt, for putting that on. We'll do a live podcast um, Well, of us, guys from the Brotherly Game, some friends from other podcasts have been invited out. We're going to do that on Sunday. If you would like to come out and hang out with us, uh, be a part of the live podcast, and then after the podcast, play some pickup soccer, uh, shoot us a message. We'll get you the info. Yep. It's um, up in Philly. It's not down in Virginia. So. Yeah. Oh, good good call. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to drive that far if you're uh, listening from Philly. So, yeah, that's Sunday afternoon. So if you're free and want to uh, check out the Doopy Brothers, some other friends, play some soccer. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's hope so. Let's hope. Let's just hope. Let's hope not to get hurt. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about union stuff that's going on right now, and and it's not much. Yeah, there's been some news. Nothing to, not like player signings that like could be or uh, the, the fun stuff to talk about. But there's uh, some noteworthy stuff. So we're gonna get into that. Um, the big one. It's been a big uh, Twitter discussion today. Has been the. That the union and Beanbow Bakeries just uh, renewed their contract for another till twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, so we're gonna have to live with that on the. Uh, li- oh, we're gonna have to live with that on the primary jersey, but they told us uh, today on the, the on the secondary jersey, the the white ones that um, they'll have a a Beanbow um, other brand that they haven't uh, have revealed yet, but it's gonna be changing it up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So the playoff warm up jersey had art. Artisano, yeah, Artisano. something like that. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but so that, and that was that was a cool look. It was kind of fresh to see something different than Bimbo. Yeah, there's also like Enemans, uh, Thomas uh, English muffins, literally little bites. Little I think bites. Uh, the Sons of Ben Tifo account tweeted out that like the Academy better have little bites uh, yeah. on their jerseys, that's and pretty that, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, 
Um, still bummed. I, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm bummed that the the main jersey will still have Beanbow on it. Yeah, I was hoping if we would stick with Beanbow that the home would also have a, a secondary brand. But I guess it makes sense if they're going to spend all this money to be our sponsor that they're going to put their their main brand on a, on the front of the main jersey. Yeah, and I know, I mean, it comes up, and it's the same conversation we've been having for years and years and years on this. And yeah. some people are like, no, it doesn't matter. It's just a bakery. And, like, if people are thinking a certain thing about what you're wearing, then that's on them when you know it's not saying what they think it's saying right. with the word. But, like, it's still, I, I still have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it... it it means like like we still wear our jerseys and and things that have Beanbo on it, but it's like it it just feels a little bit weird being that like it could potentially be construed as like a word that we don't want to be, you know, presenting. So right. it's just and then I don't know. It's like even if you aren't bothered by it, the fact that like some people are and that like it could potentially be seen that way just means that like yeah, that's kind of an issue. Like you don't want to be like any way associated with like any kind of negativity just by wearing your team's jersey, you know? Right and and. Um, and there are there are other options that you can put on it, so it's not like their company wouldn't be represented. Like they do right. have other options, and the union could have other options on the front. So there is that. Um, yeah. So for Halloween, I I dressed up as a union soccer player. Um, it's a classic costume, uh-huh. soccer player. I've been doing it since I was in second grade. Still <laughs> works every year. And I wore my union jersey, and and homeroom uh, assistant principal walks up to me and looks at me and says, "What's up, Bimbo?" And it was clearly just—I mean, she didn't—she didn't know what the team was. She didn't yeah. know the bread company. But she, she said Bimbo, not Beam. I uh, Bimbo. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> she said Bimbo. Um, and and right there, I kind of had to explain to my boss what uh what it was. So I mean, it's obviously not meant to be, but that's what it's construed as and what yeah. it's read as. I by mean, the it public. does seem like Bimbo Bakeries is a good partner, and, and they have they have a good relationship with the union. So like, that is good to have that kind of um connection and, and and relationship with with the sponsor and, and they seem to be giving good money so like there are positives and we are like reaping benefits from having them but yeah, i don't know yeah they're just like some kind of awkwardness from wearing that jersey mm-hmm. someday someday yeah. we'll avoid awkwardness with our jersey yeah. and uh everyone will be happy with the wawa sponsorship in 2024 that would make everyone happy one day yeah, yeah. uh what if it was sheets <laughs> so oh, <fun>. that- <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun! (laughs) It'd be like, well, it's not Bimbo, but Uh, this piece of sheets jersey. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well done, well done. Um, I heard Brendan Aronson's name mentioned today. Why? Why was he kind of popping up? So MLS um, revealed their uh, annual list of their 22 best players under the age of 22. I think it's funny they used to do 24 under 24. Yeah. And then the league's getting better. So, so. like, that would be, like, too hard to narrow down with that many players. Right. And soon it's going to be, like, best 13 under 13. It'll be all academy kids who <laughs> that no could one be, know. That'd be pretty cool if they did that, like, just to learn about these young guys coming up. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd want to, where are they now, kind of every year. Yeah. Like, just to see if kids are staying on track. And then you can see, like, whose academies are developing players. It would be a cool project. Mm. But, but to this one, uh, we, the union had actually two players um, that featured on the list. We had at number 16, uh, Mark McKenzie. 
What that's, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, look at the rankings. I, I feel like that's a good place for him. Yeah. Um, he's around some good. I mean, all the names are pretty good, and it's kind of impressive reading through this list of MLS players. It's like all these guys are pretty, pretty solid names and names who stuck out to me when playing against them. Yeah. To the point where like I did not realize that they were young kids. Um, I mean, some of the names that. Uh, was that guy? Uh, Castellanos in New York. He's on the list. Mahalovic mm-hmm. on the list. Lapalainen, the guy who got scored two on us. Like yeah. he's he's up there. I, I didn't realize he was just a young kid. Yeah, Mason Toy. I mean, I like know a lot of these guys are young, but I kind of like p- watching them play. I didn't really think of them as oh, this is just a young kid who's under right. twenty two. It's yeah. like oh, this is a legit player. And so to have Mackenzie on there. Um, is awesome because I think I think when teams play against him, it's no no doubt that he's he's a real legit yeah, player. He's definitely making it in for himself, getting more recognized around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and Busio. I didn't realize he was only seventeen, but he yeah. drew a PK against us. Oh yeah, uh, it was weak, but that's what happens when right. you're seventeen years old. Right. Um, and then uh, the kid, Brendan Aronson, number seven, number seven, top ten. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, th- I think it's I think uh, I think it's a fair ranking. Um, I feel like uh, he didn't have like the greatest stats. He was he played a lot, which is I think that helped him. Um, but I mean, yeah, again, he's in around really great company. I wouldn't. I'm I'm not going to argue about for argue against any player above him in the in the ranking. So yeah, I think that's pretty pretty cool. I will. Okay. Um, so a couple players above him. So players above him. Castellanos, I think that's a fair keep him up. I he, don't like him. I don't like but him either. I think he's that so good though. Yeah, so. I, and yeah, it's a credit to him that I don't like him. I think he scored like eleven goals this year, so that's that's, that's pretty good for a guy good. that that young. Reggie Cannon, U.S. defender now, so that's solid. This guy Brian Rodriguez, I saw his name and he plays for LAFC, and I almost like was like, who is this guy? I mean, I, I was inside so to read up on what he was, but he's playing with like Uruguay and. They mentioned that he didn't have many stats this year because, I mean, he's on LAFC and they were pretty stacked. But he also uh, and he also came in, I think, partially through the season. Okay. He didn't play the full season. But yeah, so he's number four. Uh, Pax and Pomichol number three. That's fair. But then Barco number two. He was one where I'm like, I think I think we're just still living on his uh, his big deal that he was brought in on. Right. Um, and same with Rodriguez. He was he cost eleven million dollars. Gotcha. So that's a factor. And. I, I didn't realize Barco's been in the league for two years now. Right. He was brought in two years ago on an eight-figure transfer fee, and I still feel like he has not lived up to it. I feel like he would be almost like a disappointment rather than the number two best 22 under 22. Um, people might disagree with me who have watched Atlanta more, and that's fair because I only watched him a few times against us, but um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I... I... I agree that he it maybe he's a little too high, but I don't know. Like he's also a guy that's getting like scouted by like top European clubs, and he's still that young. So I don't know. I I, I think it, all these these lists is kind of like a based on also about like potential and just like raw skill rather than like performance. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Number one, Diego Rossi. I think that's a fair one, and yeah, I think he definitely earned it. Um, yeah, uh, sixteen goals. Yep. Yeah, you can good. take number one as a. I mean, he's 21, so he's a little older. He's on the older end of the 22 under 22. Yeah. Well, that's good for him. Uh, but great for Aronson, and he can be on the list for the next, like, three years. So two to three years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 20, 21, and then I guess he'll be 22, so he won't be under 22. Uh, conference. 
stuff. Last week we kind of talked about oh, like, yeah. like where are these teams going to go. So um, Nashville is joining the league, and if you haven't heard, Enter Miami is joining the league. They're <laughs> they're going to be a club. Um, you probably haven't heard about them because they don't have a coach. I'll go into a Miami update in a little bit. Um, should I just go into it now? I should if probably go on. To, if I, you're on it, I'm man, on it. I'm on it. So Enter Miami. If you if you, your first time listening to the podcast, which I know it's not. Miami drives me nuts because they're always talked about and they haven't done anything yet. MLS is all um, in love with them and and they're not a not a team yet. They're they're gonna be a team this year. Their stadium looks like it's coming along. I saw a headline on MLS Soccer for like one of the top headlines. One of their big stories was the and I didn't read the article. I'm not giving them. I'm not giving them <laughs> my the time. Um, they're not getting that <laughs> click. But the headline said Beckham says Miami Stadium building is a miracle or something I'm like well a miracle would be as if you if you find a coach for your team let's let's i think let's, a mir- miracle would have been like three years ago yeah there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this has been a long time um so but they did they did make one move that i guess makes me happy um they signed john mccarthy so yeah. he'll be playing in miami uh, which is good because they need some players he'll be backing up lewis robles who is older so i feel like he could McCarthy could get some time. Yes, some legit jump minutes. above him for for some games. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's that good. I'm, I'm really glad he's back in MLS and, and getting a shot. Yeah, so that, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, that's the first positive thing that's come from Miami <laughs> since forever from, ago. since Pitbull. So, since <laughs> <laughs> um, the update on the coaching situation: they don't have a coach. Yeah, there's uh, still rumors, but yeah, yeah. still no one. I don't know. Um, there was a rumor that they put in a bid for some player, and it was like a 23 million dollar bid. So, uh, holy crap, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like they got them. And um, they still don't have a coach. So there's that. That Like, okay, you can have all the players you want, but someone's got to pick 11 and put them out on the field and have them in some formation. So there's uh, AJ's Miami update. Um, don't ask me any questions. I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> all right. Let's go back to uh, so the, the conference uh, got aligned. Oh, they're in our conference, so yeah, yeah that's gonna be annoying. I'm gonna have to talk to them, talk about them at least twice this year against yeah. us. So that wasn't surprising, but what's kind of surprising was that Nashville is in the Western Conference, which I guess is maybe not super surprising considering that like uh, I think the there's like the Grizzly, the Memphis Grizzlies are in the Western Conference, and I think the Predators are in like a different, not Eastern Conference. But like other Nashville teams aren't in the Eastern Conference. The, okay, so those are other sports. Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> like Memphis <laughs> Grizzlies. I was like trying to figure another out. expansion team. <laughs> I was like, Holy you can't crap. stop. Don, We're going. Don Garber. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. Yeah, so like I guess because those teams follow those uh the the Western Conference or whatever, I, I guess they can do that too. But it just doesn't make sense because they're like more East than like Chicago, and and it's just like kind of weird. But yeah. but because like we talked about in the last episode, if they move Chicago over, then you have to move them back into the East when like um, St. Louis and Sacramento and Austin. Austin come in, and so they're just like them back and going back and forth. Snip, they're trying snap, to do this snip, whole snap. Yeah, yeah this whole rebrand and like you know all that. So it, it I guess it's probably the the best decision. It, it's just kind of awkward. One of, probably now, one of the bigger. Here, here's a weird thing though with this is the the schedules aren't going to be even. Right. So. We're going to play each Eastern Conference team, so we'll play Miami home and away. Yeah, the, will they have a home? They'll have a home. They'll they'll have somewhere for us to come down uh, and play soccer. Yeah. Um, but then, so then we'll only have ten games against Western Conference teams, but there are thirteen 
Western Conference team. So there's going to be three teams that we don't even play. And so it's going to be kind of weird because, I mean, obviously we're hoping, I mean, depends uh, depends on how you think about it, but we're going to be hoping to avoid potentially like a Seattle. LAFC. LAFC. Yeah. Especially since LAFC would be an away trip. Seattle would be an away trip. Do they have to? Then? Oh, oh they just okay. based on like this year. Right, right, right. And then Portland also came to us this year. So like mm-hmm. that'd be like three teams we would hope to avoid. But it could be potentially that like we're stuck playing them and then DC United doesn't play them and they get to play Vancouver, Houston and Real Salt Lake or something. Like right, or, right. I mean I guess Salt Lake was good. I don't know. Yeah, but like weaker teams. So yeah. it, it's uneven and there's gonna be like a lot of like strength of schedule type talk and it's gonna be yeah, the, the like the supporter shield is gonna be a little less fair. Right. And then also like when you're looking at how close the conferences are when it comes to playoff time. It's like, okay, so I had to play LAFC, got a point. You played Vancouver, got three points. And so you're going to get into the playoffs ahead of me. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's not really fair, but I don't know what else to do. Right. I know and that's been a big topic of conversation. Like, yeah, they can't where just we keep jamming in midweek games to like fit in all the teams. Yeah. Or maybe they can stretch out the, 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 the length of the season a little more, but. I don't know. This is what we got now, so this is what we're going to have to deal with for 2020. I remember in high school, we would have uh, play days during the preseason where three teams would come together, and you take turns playing like a half-first one team, then half-first the other team, <laughs> then the other two teams play. I don't know if that would fly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's not enough locker rooms. Yeah, <laughs> That's the that's the That's up. probably <laughs> it. Um, that'd be wild, though. Three sets of fans all in one stadium. That'd be know. fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um Yes, yeah, so that's kind of that's that's gonna be that's gonna be different, and so it, it definitely will make the schedule announcement even more exciting. When yeah, we kind of see who we're playing, and then it'll make me want to pay attention to see who like the likes of DC and who right. all the other Eastern Conference teams are kind of playing, and then more importantly, kind of not playing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like like previous years when we when the schedule gets released, I always just I always just look at like the first couple of dates because I don't I, I don't know it's all, it's all just like you're playing the same teams rather than mm-hmm. the year so it's like I just want to look you know the near future and see what see what that's like yeah so this is like a big we could actually look at the bigger picture and actually get a sense of what if this is a good schedule or not for us yeah yeah and and you'll be able to decide is it good or not based yeah. on you know who you're playing and what points are and there'll be some legit I don't know gripes and uh whatever yeah no one's gonna be happy so I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not allowed to be happy. I mean, we got Beambo. We got we got players in the top 22 who don't even play soccer very well. We got <laughs> Miami. No one's happy about that. I, I'm not. I'm not happy about a thing. Man, this is a grumpy podcast. <laughs> Just call me the grumpy pundits. Hey, hey. Um, here's another grump. <laughs> Ready for this? This is, this is grumpy dude. Oh uh, his name's Frederick Ulvestad. He was. Part of a union rumor, which was cool. Our only rumor. Our only rumor. We had a rumor, guys, that this guy Frederick Ulmestad, who's playing where? Where it's in Sweden, right? It, nor he's Norwegian, but he's playing in the Swedish league. That sounds good. Um, I yeah. I mean, we didn't want to. We didn't want to give this guy too much time because right. he apparently says he doesn't want to come to MLS. He would only leave his team to go to another European team. Yeah. Apparently, we made him an offer though. And that's why we're like on the radar. But uh-huh. yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't like us. He doesn't like MLS. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe he saw a picture of Fang. He was like, "What even is that?" And it's like, "No way! I'm not. No, I'm not going there." Yeah. So. so, Frederick, I know you're listening to this podcast. 
but you're missing out, bro. You're missing out, man. And and you know what? I don't I don't even want you. You know, go away. Go away. Yeah. So, um, hopefully. This weekend, when we're hanging with all the brotherly game guys, we'll have some more rumors to talk about. Maybe oh. even a signing. What if we got like a big signing when everyone's there? Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Everyone has to like scatter a computer, write an article or whatever. Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. And then we try to record and we mess up the recording <laughs> and we get none of it. Um, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> very, very possibly could happen. <laughs> uh, that kind of brings me into. Um, there's a fad going on on Twitter that I thought was pretty funny. It was so I first saw it with the EPL. It was oh boy, I'm gonna butcher it. What can you say about waking up? No, what can you say about watching the Premier League that you can also say during sex? And then the Cooligans just put out one. What can you say when listening to the Cooligans that you can also say about sex? And so of course I got you know I'm, I'm pretty hip. I'm pretty woke as. I say. Yeah, he calls fat. He calls memes fads. That's how woke he is. Is it, is it a meme? <laughs> so they're all, yeah. I thought they were memes. My buddy Murray always called them memes, and I didn't know what he was talking about for, the, for a while. Oh, man. Those guys are old. Yeah. So um, the new meme fad. <laughs> that, uh, uh, so what can you say while listening to the Doofy Brothers that you can also say during sex? So I came up with a couple. Are you ready? I can't wait. You can't wait. All right. So Luke promised he was going to be a good audience uh-huh. for this. Because I, I don't have any. So, yeah, Luke's not funny. Yeah. No. Uh, so what can he say while listening to the Doopy Brothers that you can also say during sex? Ready? This is, Once a week seems like a little much. It's <laughs> pretty good. Sometimes it's funny or enjoyable. Okay. Okay. Now it's good. Okay. What can you say while listening to the Doopy Brothers that you can also say during sex? They don't have a clue what they are doing. <laughs> I think it's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And th- this one might be my favorite. Okay. So what can you say while listening to the Doopy Brothers that you can also say during sex? I hope Matt Ralph likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our editor. Hey, but I hope you like our podcast. Oh, boy. Um, did that inspire you to come up with any? No. No. <laughs> but that's a good, le- good uh, lead into our next segment. <laughs> yeah, just go through our, our failed bits from the the past year. <laughs> so, so 2019 is coming to an end, and uh, kind of get reminiscent of our year. It's been a fantastic year. We've uh, met a lot of goals that we kind of set for our, us as a uh, brothers, personal and our podcast, I guess. Uh-huh. But then we also tried to do some things that didn't go so well. Yeah, we try to make some some funny, uh, funny, funny bits, funny. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're trying parts of the show. Trying to find ourselves in this podcast world, yeah. and we like clearly we don't know what we're doing. So yeah, we're just yeah. we're, we're learning as we go. But from what I think, I think Matt likes it. So, <laughs> um, but here's some bits that you may have heard over the year that uh, we don't do anymore. Because we won't we, do anymore. We won't <laughs> until next year. Well, maybe because they failed. Yeah. Uh, which one? I'll let you go. I've All been right. talking a lot. So the, the first one was based off of a. AJ Randall found some magic eight ball website that generated <laughs> answers. <laughs> so oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> so he he you wanted to turn it into a segment. So we we called it uh, Connor KC into the magic eight ball future. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> but future was spelled with a ph. Yeah, so and he wanted to make sure as to keep the Philly brand going. But yeah, uh, that was it was a mess. It, it, it was, was a mess. mess. It was a mess. Um, here was a little one that. I don't know. I thought we'd be cool and do it, but we always, we always drink a couple beers while uh, we're on the pod, and so I thought saying cheers anytime we open a beer, but 
Yeah, but like no one, yeah, just no one knows we're. Yeah, that was just dumb. Yeah. No, yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. So once I said like cheers, and that was it. Yeah. That was a waste of time right now. Yeah. Um, people listen to it while they're like driving and at work. So it's like, they're going to listen to other people <laughs> drinking while I'm doing things I don't want to do. Do people not <laughs> listen to this podcast at the bar on a Friday night? <laughs> oh, cool. Cheers to the Doobie Brothers. Um, there were a couple times when we had a podcast on a Monday night. We'd record on a Monday night. And there were two games ahead that we had to preview. So there'd be a Wednesday night and then a Saturday. And in order to talk about the Saturday, sometimes it depended on what happened on the Wednesday. And so me and Luke, well, you know, we, we figured this one out. We weren't going to re or record again on Thursday. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Uh, you know, once a week is a little much. <laughs> Call back. Uh, so we would just react to a game in the future, our midweek games. We would give fake reactions. We would pretend the team won and we'd give a reaction. We'd pretend the team lost and tied, and we'd give reactions and to. We were uh, pretty dramatic with those uh, reactions as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We went, we went, we got pretty dark on some of the losses, but as we do, as, as we always do, <laughs> that's us, the Doobie Brothers, the Dark Dark Union podcast. Um, so yeah, that probably won't come back anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. We'll see. How, we'll we'll see. All, we think it's something funny. Yeah. Um, one of one of our deeper cuts yeah. from uh, early early episodes when we were recording off of an iPad. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, we don't even know if anyone's ever like heard this. Yeah, I hope not. But according to stats, like we had like some, ten people. Some people did listen to this, and it's kind of funny. Yeah. So you may have heard us mention that Ernie Stewart was on the line. <laughs> so we always pretended that we had a one. We had a phone line that people could call into, right. and that Ernie Stewart was going to call in <laughs> and talk to us. <laughs> but spoiler: Ernie Stewart did not call in, nor did we ever have a phone line. So that was me and Luke just blowing a bunch of steam up your up your butts. But no one believed it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most recent failed bits, and, and this one was okay, so of all the things we've done, this was probably my most disappointing that this did not get any traction. Right. Because this was also out, outside of the recording. And yeah, and and I thought, and I had such high hopes, and and also it was a little financial commitment. Right. Um. There's a company, Potato Patar, Potato Parcel, Potato Patarcel, Potato Parcel. <laughs> Um, and they will send potatoes to people and you can write a message on it. And so right before the playoff game, um, we sent, we sent two potatoes to the union front office, yeah. uh, addressed to Jim Curtin. Um, one was a pic, I forget. One was a picture of him with his quote about, do you, you want to be a good team or an effing great team? Yeah. But I felt like you made a potato pun. Instead yeah. We thought it was some sort of maybe spudding great team or something because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a potato mm -hmm. and then the other one just had a like a whole bunch of potato puns potato into, puns. into a sentence and so like the union social media team's like fantastic so right. we figured oh man we're just we just gave yeah. them a bunch of great material right and then we were hoping for the second playoff game that after this caught on that we would send it to a player and kind of like get everyone to kind of jump in and send it to all the players. So all the players would receive a potato. Yeah. But nothing happened. Yeah. No, I, maybe they didn't get it or they got it. And yeah, there's a good chance it's still sitting in a post office. Yeah. I mean, how long did potatoes Chester? last? So oh, a long time. Yeah. So I mean, maybe. Yeah. Still get it. So that, that was a bummer. Yeah. Um, so there's a little, there's five failed bits from uh, the DP brothers podcast. There's probably many more that we just, didn't forget. But yeah, I, and I don't even want to ask you guys to let us know of failed bits because it would be embarrassing to hear, but let us know of the bits you liked. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you guys listening, and uh, we hope for another 20, 
20 successful podcast season where we kind of uh, find some more failed bits that we get to throw at you. Yeah. Um. So that's... Oh, I don't even think... We didn't even open up the podcast talking about the second oh, half yeah. of the podcast. Right. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so in the second half, we... <laughs> We we're gonna we have an interview lined up with um everyone's favorite uh union fans from Florida. The Tallahassee Union guys, uh Mike and Ezra are gonna join us and we're gonna have the little talk with them about union, uh their their uh, you know what it's like story of becoming union fans yeah. and what it's like being fans down there and uh it should be it should be a good interview. We're gonna yeah. do that in a couple minutes, so we haven't recorded it yet, but it should be good great. Yeah, so sorry we didn't preempt the podcast with this. Um Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's podcast. Enjoy the interview after this. It's been a fun one. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you at the live podcast, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope to see you guys Sunday. All right, yeah, so we'll throw it to the interview after the ads. Hey, guys, it's the Doobie Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. It's me here with Luke, and we have special guests joining, joining us from Florida. We have um, Mike and Ezra. You might know them as SOB Tallahassee on Twitter and... Uh, Tallahassee Union on Twitter. Tallahassee right. Union, that right, guys? Yep. All right, right on. Well, thanks for joining us on the on the Doopie Brothers podcast. We're happy to have you guys. Um, you guys have always been uh, fun to interact with on Twitter and stuff. So we're we're glad to finally be able to talk to you guys, kind of in person. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great to uh, it's great talk. to be on. Um, so Absolutely. down in Florida, how did you guys become Union fans? I'll let Ezra go first because he's actually from the Philly area. So, yeah, yeah. So I um, I moved to Allentown to Lehigh Valley. Um, boy, uh, probably in like 2003 or so. Um, I, I I was I was a Union fan pretty much. Uh, uh, I probably about two years or three years after they kind of took off. Uh, one of my best friends, his dad was a founding member, um, and I, I didn't really know anything about soccer at all. Um, and uh, I started getting back into it kind of at the end of high school. And, you know, you go to a game back when it was, you know, PPL Park. Uh, you go to a game, and, th- and that's it. You walk up the stairs, you see the, you see the, uh, the grass, and game over. You're, you're, you're set for life. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm from the area, uh, originally. So, uh, you know, I've just been, you know, suffering as a, as a fan ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think, I think your story is a very common one where once you get in that yeah. stadium, you're pretty much set for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. What about you, Mike? Um, well, I'm originally from New Hampshire and moved down to Tallahassee to go to school at Florida State. And there was really, this was around 2005, 2000, you know, early early 2000s. And there was no MLS team down here. And kind of, you know, I had followed the league early um, with the revolution back in the day when they had first started, but kind of lost interest and didn't really follow the league for a while. So it was 2014. It was, actually, I looked up the post on, on Big Soccer. It was uh, July 12th, 2014, and I decided I was going to be a union fan. I got a Roku and the MLS direct kick package. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get back into this. I got to pick a team and kind of went through all of them. And I was like, you know what? Like the union, they're, uh, they're not front runners by any means. They don't really have any championships. No one can, you know, say I'm a 
say I'm, you know, like, you know, rooting for DC United or something, they had a bunch of championships. And I really, I really, really liked the name living in the deep south of the Union. It was kind of like a quiet, you know, <laughs> double guns to the, to the, to the, uh, certain political persuasion down here, which I really, yep. Yep. yeah, which I really loved. So, and, um, just started watching them on, on, uh, you know, on, on TV, following, interacting on big soccer. And, you know, once I discovered Twitter, um, got on that personal account at first, and then I decided to join, uh, as an SOB member. And there was, there's, it's not, there's not a lot of Philly, Philly, uh, union fans down here in Tallahassee. No, and it's, so, it's know, pretty much just the two of us now. It's just the two of us. Uh, and when, when you, when you like, said before, you had said like uh, you talk about being a mem- the member of the SOB Tallahassee. You're talking to the, you, you, this is it. This is it. It's just us. yeah. We got and my and my kids it, and, and it's it's games. Mike's kids too now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, we take the games. That's so awesome. I was yeah. like, yeah, man. And that's yeah, how Ezra and I met was because of Twitter. So yeah, I I, I was it was my first year of grad school like four four years ago. And I'm sitting on Union Twitter, and I see SOB Tallahassee, and I nearly, like, jumped out of my chair. I was so excited. <laughs> I couldn't believe it that there we had a whole supporters group down here. I didn't know it was a whole supporters group of one, but, you know, it, yeah, my, that's how Mike and I met. And, uh, I mean, Mike, Mike picked the Union, so, like, that's a, a crazy thing. And normally we always get, like, kind of uppity, I think, about, you know, being local or, like, there are fans that pick their teams really fans. I mean, Mike's gotten his kids into it. You know, that's yeah. that's that's about as as you know connected to the team as you get. He picked it and well, he got his kids into it. I yeah, did. We, that's how we announced. That's how we announced to. Uh, I have three kids. That's and right. That's how we announced the two oldest that we were having the third. Um, they got in the car and there were two bags and they had the original you know 2010 home and away, and there was a third bag in the middle. And they opened it up, and there was like a onesie of the union, and they were like, "We're having another one." Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> that's so awesome! I love this yeah, story. Man. This is so cool. Um, so I feel like I see that you guys will sometimes throw, quote unquote, watch parties down there. You guys will go out and watch games together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we used to have we were three. Remember we had Dan, but Dan moved to Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we had, had three fans, but one, one moved away. So we would get together, you know, probably once or twice a season and just kind of watch. Um, this season was kind of hard with, you know, everyone's life getting a little busier with Ezra in school and me having another one. So mm-hmm. we didn't get really together to watch a game, but we did. You know, we were able to go to, to two away games, and um, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Was it two so, this year? Yeah, it was the Atlanta yeah. when Aronson scored his first That's goal. That's right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Guzan, yeah. the Guzan goal. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And then Orlando, yeah. Yeah, so That's right. I remember seeing your guys' pictures um, from the Atlanta trip, and we re- we reached out to you asking, you know, to talk to you, and then you know, time went by, and now we're finally getting a chance to. So I really was just kind of curious about your experience in that stadium with that atmosphere and. And thank goodness it was a good game for us. And if you could just like kind of tell us about that whole that whole trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah. You, you go, Mike. Oh, it was it was fantastic. It was my first away match at Atlanta. Um, stadium was gorgeous. Um, we found like this pub slash sandwich shop 
beforehand and we were drinking PBRs and, you know, getting all ready for the game. And the Atlanta fans, <clears throat> I think Ezra will probably agree, were re- they were really nice. Like, it was really welcoming. They were like, oh, thanks for coming. And we're like, okay, thanks, you know. And the stadium was really – it's gorgeous. Uh, Mercedes-Benz was phenomenal. Um, they had packed it on the lower bowl, and fans were loud. Um, you know, the supporters groups were going crazy in the uh, the far end zone across from we were, and, you know, uh, waving their flags. They did the golden spike. They had the, the ATL chant. Um, so it was a, I mean, it was a, it was an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. I think we, um, I mean, Atlanta or Orlando, uh, the, the, the home fans are always really welcoming. Um, it, it, this past time we went to the same spot, the sandwich joint. Uh, and there was tons there. Was, this is for the, for the playoff game. And there were tons of uh, of union fans there because I guess we had set a meet up there, and there were the the home fans were like saying, "Oh, geez, I didn't like we're you know I, I didn't realize that this was an away joint today," and everyone was just so happy to talk to us. I, I've never had any any real problems with home fans at games. Um, we have had problems with uh, with uh, the. Uh, not really security, but like the ushers at a game because uh, one of Mike's kids accidentally like threw a cup on the ground. Um, and I think it may be like hit a security guard or something. So, we, but yeah, you know, we have to it. keep the, uh, we have to keep the Philly reputation strong. That's all right. And yeah, cause that sounds right on rockets. <laughs> that was, perfect. that was the first away. Yeah. That was the first away game in Atlanta. It's a really funny story. And so we're all sitting there and they had us all in the front row um, along the edge. And I don't know what, like, Halfway through the first half or something, security guards yeah. come down and like, "Hey, someone, someone threw a cup," and everyone's like, "Oh, fuck you! No, we didn't. No one threw a cup. No one threw a cup. What are you talking about?" <laughs> we were getting pretty irritated. Yeah. So then, you know, everyone's. So then, my daughter, the nine-year-old, she's like, "I dropped the cup, Dad," and I was like, "What?" It's <laughs> like, I, I dropped the cup, and the security guards like, "Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yep. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so now every time we're we're thinking about causing trouble, we just say that uh, that the the kids did it, so it's it's okay. Exactly, it's going to be Julie's going to take the heat for us. So. That's right. Uh, that's a great <laughs> thing about having kids. Now you got someone to place it all on. Exactly. Yeah. So I got to ask about uh. So I always talk about Miami because everyone talks about Miami. So being in Florida. I don't know. Do you guys hear anything about the Miami team? Is that anything that um, is going to impact your fandom at all? Are you going to run into more away fans? And do you have plans to go see the Union when they play in Miami? I don't hear a ton about them. I mean, Tallahassee is – how far are we, Ezra? Eight hours from Miami? Oh, we're like eight hours. So we're up in oh, the wow. panhandle. So we're we're like a three-hour drive to Orlando. So Orlando's closer, yeah. and we see a handful – like on the university campus at Florida State University, there are a handful or more. Uh, it's actually growing in popularity. I've been pretty surprised. Um, there, there are a bunch of uh, Orlando fans. Now, I've seen a couple of Miami shirts and bumper stickers, but really, really, I don't, I don't think the buzz has made it this far north of uh, okay. of uh, of Miami. Um, yeah. Yeah. If if I anything, agree. I would say that Orlando fans that I've talked to are are more. Uh, I, I've talked to more Orlando fans that talk about Miami than I have actual Miami fans. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'd be a big new rivalry. Yeah, but we'll we'll of course like I've I've never been down there. I'd love to, um, and I'm sure Mike and I will figure out a way to get down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. if, it's, if it's within a reasonable drive, like you know, then yeah. eight hours is weirdly reasonable to me. So that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably something we'll do next year. Uh, you know, go down there and see their their stadium in Fort Lauderdale. So. Yeah. Maybe Nashville too. Nice, yeah. Well, if we, if we um, play them, right? Yeah, right. they're in the West. That's right. Weird. So, uh, think, speaking on next year, what do you guys think of uh, the Union's uh, current status with the, the the few guys that left, and, and who do you think they uh, or what do you think they should do uh, in the off season? Boy. What a question. We talk, yeah. this, you're basically asking us all the questions we talk about while we, like, drive up well, to that's games. What we yeah. So we, that's why we, we have you know, a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's right. Me and, doing, you know? be like, and then our, yeah. like, my wife and his girlfriend are like, you guys got to stop talking about this all the time. And so, like, all right, let's channel it. No, let's see, channel that's it. the thing is you got to get them. I got my mom into it. My mom's a bigger Bethlehem Steel fan. She watches all the games. It's the craziest thing. Um, I got her really deep into it. She she she's the one who told me John McCarthy was signing for for Miami. She was freaking out. Oh, no. uh, oh, that's cool. But but yeah, I I don't know, man. I I would like a I would like a a, a defensive midfielder with some mobility, or maybe just another shuttler. I, I mean, we got to wait and see what happens with Montero. I, I haven't seen anything else. There was like some picture of him in like Turkey, right? Um, but I don't know yeah. if like that right. is happening. Like I, I just don't know. So I and we're amassing this war chest. Um, I, I'm kind of a Brendan Aronson skeptic. Uh, I think Mike's a little higher on him than I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think he's so like he just always seems like a touch a touch too slow. Um, but you know he's young, so he'll step into it. So I would say my biggest question marks are are still at a playmaking position, and who's who's going to be organizing the defense and organizing the momentum of the ball now that Madunian is gone. Um, obviously fullback is of course, you know, the standard, the standard union question marks are still there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty faithful uh, or I have a lot of faith in, in Ernst. Um, so I don't know. I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited. There's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. it's it's kind of weird because every season. I mean, I've I've only been a fan since 2014, so you know, um, it's like fifth off season. But the the four prior ones, it was always like you know, gnashing of teeth. It was like, it wasn't like an optimistic kind of. I mean, you were kind of optimistic because the terrible season was behind you, but you weren't really super excited because we had Ernie Stewart and we had Sugarman who's not going to spend money. So we're like, you know, let's see what bargain basement you know clearance player we get. And we'd go in with some hope, and then it would be pretty depressing. Um, this season was great. I mean, it was magical, obviously. And, I, you know, it was funny. During the season with uh, Montero, you know, I was I was more high on him, I think, than Ezra was. Ezra, kind of in the middle of the season, was like, ah, you know, I'm not really sure about this guy. And, and I'm It, kind it of took me a long to time to, to come around to him. It, it really took me yeah. until, like, there was a stretch where he was off the field because I think he got hurt, and then I just saw how they yeah. were playing without him, and it was then, then it was obvious to me. Um, of but how now I'm almost in your position. I'm not. I'm not. If he leaves, I don't. I'm not going to be. I, I think we'll be fine with Medunian, you know, going 
um, well, Cincinnati is acquiring his rights. You know, I think it was probably time to move on. Oh, from yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who they plug in at that sixth role. Um, yeah. You know, Marco leaving, not a surprise. I mean, aside from that, you know, monumental goal against Red Bull and a couple other highlights, it was, you know, he was, I think he was more likely than not a disappointment for the season. So, you know, he got some buzz for the team, but he really didn't deliver on the field. So, looking at Ernst's track record, who he's been, who he's been able to find, plug into the system, um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic for 2020. So, nice. Yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed it all in the head, and and it is a different feeling this off season with Ernst. It's it's cool to have this guy kind of like guiding our ship, right? And kind of knowing that he's guiding it rather than this secret. Uh, Ernie always seemed like he had secrets and stuff, and yeah. like we never knew that, what was going. On. That's exactly right. Like Ernst, he's just got. I feel like in every in every move that happens, he puts out like this little video. It's him sitting in like the training room where they do the film uh, in the in the power complex, and it's him recording something, and he like explains why. Right? That yeah, never that. you could never imagine that with Ernie. Never. So it's just no. so nice to have like some transparency and like a guy that I'm like. All right, you know what? At least he's gonna he's gonna lay out what he thinks. He's gonna talk about it honestly, uh, and it's just so nice to like be like, take a deep breath and let him do his job. Yeah, it's things like those that kind of builds our confidence when we lose big players or big uh, pieces like with Udin and they were like, yeah. okay, well this guy can you know he knows what he's doing. He can replace that and it'll be fine. Yeah. That's yeah, because right. normally losing losing the assist leader would be like you know hyperventilation time. But I'm like, we're gonna be good. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> right. So it's kind of a weird feeling to have, you know, because yeah. what will traps coming in, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> don't tell me that. I don't, I don't know. Like, that. Like, first, just, uh, <laughs> Dude, we we all could be like so blind right now. Like we could get almost no one, and we could all have this like optimism, and then be like, "Oh crap, it's yeah. February, and we have no one." Uh, like Craval, I guess. Yeah, let's put Craval and Aronson and Zoya, and hope we can manage until they can bring in a ten in the middle of March or something. Don't tell me these things. I, I like that we're all. I like that we're all optimistic right now. That's that's good. Let's keep let's keep that's it right. that way. We can be pessimistic in February. Right now, it's this is optimism time. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's all hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another thing we wanted to talk to you guys about um, is the Tallahassee Soccer Club. Uh, love love talking about grassroots soccer and um, small club oh, yeah. growth. So, yeah, why don't you tell us about your involvement with that project and kind of what's going on down there? Yeah, um, I'm on the board. Um, there's eight of us, and, you know, this guy, um, Chris Petley, kind of had this idea to start a, a club in Tallahassee, um, and he went out and got people in different areas, marketing, um, business, public relations, the law, that sort of thing, got a team together and said, hey, guys, I want to do this. Let's, you know, work together. And we're all like, yeah, let's let's give this a shot. So last year, we was the first year for the club. We played in the Gulf Coast Premier League. Um, we won the Eastern Conference, went to the playoffs, and um, we averaged around 600 fans a game, oh, wow. which was great. Yeah, yeah, we're a mem- we're a member supported club. So if you become a member, you get to vote on stuff like the jerseys, you know, the league we're going to be in, that sort of stuff. So 
we've really tried to connect with the local community of Tallahassee because um, there is no, aside from Florida State, which is, you know, basically a, a pro sports franchise, um, there is no minor league teams in Tallahassee. So there's nothing that kind of can bring people together from, you know, the Gator fans, the Florida A&M fans, the Tallahassee Community College fans, the FSU fans under one kind of umbrella. And we've tried to do that. So it was great last year. Um, this season, we're moving to the NPSL. We're going to be playing teams from um, Jacksonville, New Orleans, AFC Mobile will be in our oh, conference cool. again. So it's going to be um, going to be a really good season. Looking forward to it. So and Ezra Ezra came to a bunch of games last year. It was awesome. So yeah, I tried to go to pretty much every game. Um, uh, it, it's it's so great. It's pretty much right downtown in Tallahassee right near the university so they get a lot of good they get a, a good young crowd they get a lot of families that come out and there's a bar right next door so people at halftime they just walk over into the bar they grab a drink they drink their drink and they come back out and enjoy the game and there are people like who park at the uh, like the university parking lot and they're standing up in the parking lot watching the game it's really a great time I, I would say it's 600 at the gate there are definitely more that are like standing outside or on the parking deck. It's really an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable turnout. And it's incredible how quick the community's taken to the team and how well that they've done in like connecting with like local school programs. I just saw a post uh, and I'm sure Mike can talk about this. They're, they're buying like cleats for like local uh, youth programs, which is amazing. No, that's so cool. Yeah. We made, we made it, we made a donation um, this past week to one of the, the local um, schools in Tallahassee um, to help them purchase cleats. So we're a nonprofit. So anything that's put into the club, you know, there's operating expenses like field rentals, referees, paying our coach. Um, but we try to take what's left over and reinvest it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's great. And then did I see something on, see something on Twitter that do you guys give beer to, like the game MVP or something. Was that a thing? We, we had a, um, we had a, um, the first season, one of the local breweries in town, they brewed a beer for us called to the goal. And so we would give a six pack of the beer to the, um, the visiting team. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a really cool yeah. little tradition and thing that you guys did. I saw that. Yeah, it was that, cool. that definitely stuck out to me as a cool little, Thing. Yeah, it was just kind of another great thing because Tallahassee has a really, you know, for a smaller city, we have, well, at the time we had five breweries. Um, the one who brew our beer actually went out of business after <clears throat> after the season. But, um, you know, it was just kind of neat to partner with them and, you know, go to their, you know, tap room, tasting room, and be able to pick up a six-pack of, you know, to the gold beer with the Tallahassee SC logo on it. So that was really neat. Yeah, that's cool. That was awesome. Um, so before we let you guys go, uh, I was curious for the 2020 season, do you have any trips that you guys plan on making to go see the Union? Any away trips that you guys are talking about or home trips? Or home trips, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get to Philly. I've I've only been to one home game. Um, it was in oh. 2016, I think. It was a season opener against the Revolution. And I sat with Ken Tribbett's college roommates, oh, wow. <laughs> which was 
<laughs> which was kind of cool. <laughs> they were all wearing tribute jerseys. Yeah. And um, and it was like sleeting, and we won four to nothing, which was great. So I'd love to get up there. Um, I I definitely actually we went to three away games this year. We'll we'll definitely probably go back to Orlando, um, and Atlanta. Yeah. Those are we'll, we'll do Orlando and hour. Atlanta for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then probably one of um, Miami or Nashville because those are both, yep. you know, on the longer end of the drives. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's right. Awesome. So yeah, least, and and yeah, and good. my my personal creed is that if there's ever a chance for the union to win a trophy, I'll be there. So like we were we were in Houston. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, we were in Houston, and uh, we'll we'll pretty much. And I was at I was at Talon for the for the um, for the Open Cup games as well. So any any if they if they're in any position to do so this coming year, I'll be there. Um, you know, home or yeah. away. So I'm sure I'm sure I can convince Mike to do it too. Um, yeah, as long as my work schedule allows, I'll be I'll fly to wherever. Man, that was the, the yeah. Houston experience was great. Meeting Jay oh, was, at the well, restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys talked about that? Has anyone told you guys about that? That Sugarman like rented out a barbecue joint for everyone. No, no. Go that? ahead, tell. We're hearing about yeah. it. But yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, that's, there was this awesome, like, like tons of people came out. Sugarman rented out a whole barbecue joint right next to the stadium. Everyone got food and beer, and he was, like, eating alone. Mike and I went up to him, and we, we, asked, we asked him uh, how he would feel, how he was feeling about the game. And he looked at us dead in the eyes. He's like, well, we're going to drink their blood tonight. And then we got cream. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. It was so strange. What a clone! It was, yeah. Yeah, we we took a selfie with him right after he said it, and then like we walked away, and I was like, "Did he just say?" And Mike was like, "Yup." Like, okay. <laughs> yep. Wow. It was very Fantastic. strange. Oh, what a yeah. story! That is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah it was definitely a weird night. Oh, that's that's great. Other than the uh, result, but what a great story. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, that's yep. all we got for you guys. Uh, so I just want to say thanks for always listening to us, and thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. It was great getting to talk to you guys and hearing hearing your no, stories. Thank you guys. Hopefully, you guys get down to an away match in Atlanta or something and share a beer. So yeah, that'd absolutely be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Orlando is definitely. I've got uh, a kid and another one on the way, so Orlando. It's definitely in my future, whether I like it or not. Go see so, the mouse. Oh, sure. Yep, for Disney, the right? <laughs> yep. But, yeah, so thanks again, guys. It's been a real pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, Yeah, of course. We'll try to talk to you again um, probably during the 2020 season. Yep. All righty. Y'all take care. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. Bye. <laughs>